All right, Gophers fans, we need to talk about something serious. We need to take a breather on the reactions with Ethan Kaliak Manis. We're diving into that today, and then we're moving to Northwestern Week with what to be aware of on top of who needs to step up. Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. What up, Gophers fans? You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And you know what? There's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of frustration when it comes to this North Carolina loss. So we're going to we're going to we need to take a step back. We need to tone it down a little bit. Now, today I am rocking some of QB1's gear because it isn't anywhere near time for the torches and rakes that I've seen some folks pull out. We need a gophers therapy session. We need to take a breather. We need to keep the faith and trust the process because look, some of y'all are wild out there, gophers fans. Some of y'all, I get it. We wanted this win. We could have been in this game. Scrappy one down to the down to the wire if we're playing at our best, if we're making the right throws, if we're not making mistakes on defense. I get it. And bad QB play in this one did hurt the Gophers. Yes, it was a bad day. It was bad plays by many this weekend. But we have to go move on from now. We have to keep going forward. And we have to let the process happen. Let the players continue to develop. Because just just these last few weeks, we have now gone from week one. Our offensive line sucks and no one is helping Ethan. There were four drops. Our run game sucks. That was week one. Then you go to week two and all of a sudden the fan base, our run game is pretty good. And our O-line looked pretty good. But we have to pass the ball more. Why aren't we passing it? Then we move on to week three. And we're like, we need a quarterback. Ethan isn't the guy. Can't play at the Big Ten level. Brevin Spamford should only block. We need to run the ball more. Look. Do you see how wishy-washy we are sounding right now? We need to take a breath. And my response to all of this is you can't have that squirrely mindset. You have to breathe. You have to move on to the next week, just like the players have to move on to the next week. There is a lot of season left. And if you don't move on, and give you, you're going to give yourself high blood pressure, straight up, like over something that can be corrected quickly. Because at this rate, Coach Fleck could come out of the gate versus Northwestern and pass the ball and be on a mission for it, have Ethan absolutely ball out, get comfortable, and then people will be like, oh, we have the best team in the West. We're going to win the whole thing. Like, breathe. Breathe. Because Gophers fans, I love y'all, but we can't be so reactionary and on the extremes at all times. Ethan has owned up to this game not being a good one for him. He owned up to this game being on himself and took full ownership. And he said that in the presser after the UNC game. If you haven't seen that yet, I encourage you to go watch it because maybe it will give you peace of mind to allow the kid to move forward and continue to grow. Because the truth is week one, With the pressure on him nonstop, he played fairly well. He made smart decisions. He had two turnover-worthy plays on 44 pass attempts. Only two turnover-worthy plays. Only two really bad throws. Maybe you put one or two overthrows in there. You're talking about four bad throws out of 44 attempts. 
that is a fairly good game, especially when you have someone on your heels at every waking second. And you add into the fact that four passes were dropped. If you even add three of those blatantly dropped balls into catches, you're looking at a 62% completion rate, over 200 yards passing, a touchdown and an interception. That doesn't sound like a bad game to kick off the year, does it, under the bright lights? No. Inches away from a different outcome by looking at the box score. You go to week two, and they don't even let Ethan pass the ball as much because it wasn't necessary and running was the goal. But he was sitting at 70% completion almost the entire game. His one interception he had in the game was absolutely hit his tight end in the hands. It was batted up into the air and turns into an interception. The tight end catches that one single ball, and you're looking at 73% completion rate with no turnovers in a game where they ran the ball 50 times. Again, a different storyline, right? Now, week three was bad, plain and simple. I'm not going to try to spin that. I'm not going to try to look at the bright lights or the bright side. There is no bright side. It was rough. But you can't go full 180 and call for the kid's job because that's just ridiculous. Ethan has to continue improving. He has to improve on his touch and his loft on his balls. And on top of that, he has the ability and he's shown the ability, but we can't be ready to throw him to to the woods, throw him to the wind just because of one bad game. Some have called for Kramer to play, and first of all, I'm like, whoa, did you watch the one play where he threw the post route and threw it to the absolute literal worst spot you could have thrown it on the on the field, and it turned into an interception? Now, granted, he didn't get time to warm up. Okay, I give you that. But what I'm saying is, and I'm not even hating on Cole Kramer because I got respect for him too, but what I'm saying is there is no need to overreact that much because also what does that do for your young quarterback's confidence? Why not let your young quarterback continue to build and hone in on his potential, the one you've heard about from your all all defensive players that have come for the last two years now that have been like, this kid's really good. Like he was tearing us up in scout team. But the second some adversity drops, we're like, no, he ain't it. No Big Ten. Nope. Can't do it. Come on now. Come on now. You got to let him step in. You got to let him continue to grow. You got to let him go into this North Car- or Northwestern matchup and then the Louisiana matchup and continue to build and grow confidence. We can't just run the ball 50 times in these two matchups. You got to let him get some confidence underneath him, build some chemistry with these wide receivers and pass catchers, and then grow from there. But some of y'all got to hold the judgments, folks, because right now y'all would have some absolutely crazy takes out here and you know, people keep receipts. People hold on to some of these takes. Might look real foolish if you keep some of these uh, posts going that you've got flying around out there on these social medias. But rather than hoist up Ethan Kalik Manis as the savior right away and call for Tanner Morgan's job last year, and then the second something trips up, something happens, some adversity, you're throwing them out to the wind. We can't do that. We cannot do that. That is the stuff that gives zero room to the fans that are like complaining about transfer portals and all of that. When you crap on a player, the second something bad goes, you can't have both. You can't have both. You can't get mad that people want to transfer because they're getting torched over one thing, but then also do whatever you want, say whatever you want when someone struggles. We got to find a middle ground. Now, the one thing that I wanted to kind of, I found it interesting and I dove back on it and we're going to wrap this one up on Ethan real quick here, but One thing that was fun, I went back and I looked at Joe Burrow's first two years with LSU. Now, I'm not calling Ethan Burrow by any means or anything like that, but hear me out. Just hear what I got to say. 
Everyone remembers the historic 2019 season of Joe Burrow, which is one of the greatest college football seasons of all time, where he had 60 touchdowns, six interceptions, 5,600 yards, 73 completion percentage. But he couldn't have had that year without having the 2018 year with LSU, where he started out slow. His first four games, 45% completion, 140 yards, zero touchdowns. Second game, 50% completion, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Third game, 44% 44% completion, 249 yards, one touchdown. Third, fourth game, 57% completion, 191 yards, zero touchdowns. He'd go on to have 12 touchdowns in that season and five interceptions, 2,500 yards, and a 57% completion rate. But with how our fan base is acting right now, y'all would have called for his head before he could have had time to develop and have one of the greatest seasons of all time in college football. So we got to slow it down. We got to calm it down. We got to breathe. And just like I'm saying this, Coach Fleck kind of said it in his presser as well. Here's what he had to say about Ethan and giving him time and investing in your quarterback that I think it's necessary for all Gophers fans to hear. Um, continuous development, period. And uh, we'll do everything we can to keep that going, especially up front, because we got a lot of room for improvement. Um, but again, as you go back, same thing as we talked about, there's a lot of meat left on the bone in the run game. There's a true freshman back there running. He's very talented, but he's got a lot to learn. We have an inexperienced quarterback. He's got a lot to learn. There's been some times he's done some amazing things that you all see why that that hope is there, that that coachability is there, that want to is there, right? And then there's some times you're like, okay, this is why he's young. This is why he's inexperienced. And that comes out. And you can either throw that out or you can keep investing. And you all know me. You keep investing. Keep investing. He's got incredible talent, and he's an amazing young man, and he's learning how to be able to do it all. And I know we want it done faster, and so does he. And he knows. That's why in his press conference, right, we talk about his press conferences. I didn't talk to him prior to that. I mean, that's the type of kid he is. He cares so much about leading this football team, and I love that about him. We can work with that. And, uh, you know, he'll get better as the year goes on. And you can see we're not, oh, didn't throw that. We're not throwing it again. Nope. You, I mean, I've done that before. I mean, I think you could all say that. We're committed to the, the, the strength and, the, and changing how we do things. Not just to do it because it's best for this football team. We're committed to doing it. All right. So like like Flex said, like I've said, let him grow and respond. Because if I've learned anything in my talks with Ethan Kalikmanis and his pops Alex over the last year, it is that this quarterback will not settle for what just happened last weekend. He's going to work. He's going to grind. He's going to hit the film room. He's going to do everything within his means to improve on his touch, on his placement, on his leadership. He's not going to get stuck on his reads at all the time. Now, there's going to be moments, folks. There's going to be moments. You got to give time. But it's going to get better, and it's going to be worth it. Trust the process. Now, we're turning to Northwestern, and that's what's coming up next. We're going to break down some key players, some key things that have happened to the Northwestern Wildcats, which are the Gophers' next opponent. That is what is coming up next. All right, Gophers fans. First, we got to talk about our friends over at FanDuel because you can snag a new deal for new customers 
and that's when you get $200 in bonus bets right now guaranteed all you have to do is place a $5 bet and if you're looking at this week's line for Minnesota versus Northwestern Minnesota is favored by 11 and a half points on the road and that is a line I would absolutely take in a heartbeat a hurry smash it in lock it in I'm taking the over on that one because Northwestern has been a struggle bus and it hasn't looked necessarily better any week so far so I would take it I would run with it I would take it straight to the bank but you can do that. You can go to any deals you want and more. NFL, uh, NHL, MLB, you name it. You can find it all over at uh, FanDuel. And again, if you place a $5 bet, you'll get $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So you can check it out. There's spreads, player pops, over-unders, and more. FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off this season. FanDuel official sportsbook of Locked On. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to college sports, when it comes to Gophers daily sports. We're the place to be now. I appreciate it. Feel free to hit subscribe over on YouTube. Drop your comments, your thoughts, and all you need to get off your chest down in the comments below. I appreciate that. I love to take time to respond to the people that are listening. But today we got to jump into Northwestern and we got to talk about what is coming up for the Gophers and why it's a good opportunity. And if you can't get enough college football talk from this show, then every Friday you can also check out an additional show that is the College Football Live kickoff a live show that is covered by Locked On hosts from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. You can find it on all Locked On College stations. Now, let's talk about Northwestern. Let's talk about the key players on their team. And you've got, we already knew what happened this offseason. With all the all the offseason issues, Pat Fitzgerald gets fired. And now you've got an interim coach who comes from North Dakota State serving as the interim head coach. And right now, he's a defensive-focused coach. He has been for the past few years. He's coming in as the defensive coordinator, but has now moved up to that interim head coach. But what's been happening with Northwestern? Well, they have Cam Porter at running back and A.J. Henning and at the receiver position. And those two are the focus of their offense, plain and simple. If you have to take or scheme for anybody, it's those two players. And if you can take them out, this Northwestern def- or offense cannot really do anything. Even with them, they still have struggles. But this is who they want to get the ball in their hands. A.J. Henning, the wide receiver, transfer from Michigan, and Cam Porter, a running back who has been in this program for a number of years now. Now, Henning has run the ball nine times for 53 yards and a touchdown. He's also caught the ball 11 times for 82 yards and a touchdown, and he even contributes in the return game. They want to find a way to get this the ball in this man's hands and let him contribute. Now, with quarterback, it still seems like maybe there's some questions around there now. Transfer in Ben Bryant from Cincinnati has been the starter for all three games thus far, but other quarterbacks have gotten reps. Brendan Sullivan has gotten some reps who last year played against the Gophers. He went nine for 11 for 94 yards last year, but the Cincinnati transfer has been struggling this year. Straight up seven turnover where he plays 55% completion, three interceptions, but You could maybe see that with other quarterbacks, and that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. Well, if you're watching this quarterback play, it's it's frantic. It's kind of panicked. It's 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 something that the Gophers can capitalize on in this upcoming matchup. Now, the offensive line 
is what can maybe make or break the flow of this offense because if you if you if they're letting it in the pressure if they can't get some stops if they can't get some good blocking going then the defense is able to have a field day on this northwestern offense so overall you've got the left tackle and the left guard who are the strongest graded players on the team and Caleb Tiernan and Josh Preeb both of them are above a 62 grade on PFF the center's a 52 then you got Dom D'Antonio as the right guard as a 64.8. And then you've got two different right tackles that have rotated in with Zach Franks and Josh Thompson. Now, none of these players have been a liability of sorts. Maybe you could say the center is with his 52.7 grade, but overall, none of them are a real liability. But at the same time, none of them are really game changers or elite movers on that move or that offensive line so overall the offensive line doesn't really worry you now on the flip side the defenses hold its own at times now they've given up a lot of points 24 to Rutgers 38 to Duke but at the same time there's been moments where it looks like oh they're starting to put things together oh they didn't give up a single explosive play of 20 yards or more in the entire Rutgers game where they lost 24 to 7. So overall, the defense is starting to make some think, some movement. They're starting to click a little bit. So hopefully the Gophers can capitalize and try to open it up on a defense that could still be somewhat decent. Now, you look at their first three weeks as a program in Northwestern, they were largely dominated in game one by Rutgers. They allowed 166 through the air, 122 on the ground, which, again, doesn't sound terrible. But they gave up five sacks, eight tackles for loss, and two interceptions to the Rutgers defense. Now, the Rutgers defense has a lot of ties to this Gophers defense with some of the coaching uh, bonds and trees and whatnot. So overall, that gives you a little bit of uh, faith, a little bit of happiness for this Gophers defense because it should match up very well against this Northwestern offense. Now, meanwhile, Northwestern could not run the ball in that game. They only had 12 yards rushing combined as a team, and they were limited to 189 yards through the air, again, giving up two interceptions as well. So they could not get that offense going. You moved in week two, their only win of the season. Uh, they won 38 to seven against UTEP, but again, UTEP, lower program, best running back on the team had 90 yards in Camp Porter. They saw 207 yards and two touchdowns between their three quarterbacks, but they still allowed UTEP to get two sacks, five tackles for loss. So this Gophers defense can really get back on track in a hurry against this offense, I think. I think we can have some real success there. Now, the defense for Northwestern gave up 320 yards to UTEP offense, but they only allowed seven points, so that was a nice adjustment by them. But still, the yardage is there to be had. You can still move the ball down the field with this team. Now, finally, you look at week three. They played a ranked Duke team, struggled to stop the pass and the run, Riley Leonard passed for 75% completion, 219 yards. And then Duke also had three running backs that ran for 60 yards or more, 268 total rushing yards as a team with five rushing touchdowns to really destroy the Northwestern Wildcats on the ground. Now, the Gophers will probably be extremely tempted to run the football over and over and over and over again. Maybe week three straight weeks of true freshman Darius Taylor winning Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Just like we saw last year with Northwestern, that we continued to run the ball over and over and over. But also, maybe they should fight that temptation a little bit and get that passing offense going. We will talk about that more on tomorrow's show. But another thing to look forward to is, will this be the week we get to see Zach Evans worked into the running back room? If any week is the time to do it, it is this one, the same team. 
that Zach Evans got his first few carries, his only carries of last season on Northwestern. Maybe it'll happen this week. Now, tomorrow, we're going to talk about the three keys to this matchup, but I wanted to give some background on Northwestern and how they have been in these first three matchups. Now, to wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about three players that absolutely need to step up from what we've seen. That's what's coming up next to close this one out. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country and for a reason. Because you know what? I like to procrastinate a little bit sometimes. I can put things on the back burner and then I'll get done, get them done as soon as I have that opening. As soon as I have that second reminder in my head of, oh yeah, this deadline is coming up. Let's get on top of it. Well, you know what? This is the first time I've ever been rewarded a little bit with that procrastination, and that's with Game Time, the new app, because it has killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guaranteed. So you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting ready for the fun that you are about to have. Get hyped for the event, the concert, the game that you are about to see. On top of that, you can see your seat view before you even buy the ticket so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Now, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. In fact, it's two taps and you are set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email to try to find where those tickets went. So today, snag tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Terms apply. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Gophers fans, we're wrapping this one up with three players who absolutely need to step up for the Gophers in this Northwestern matchup. The first one that we've got to talk about, I think you already guessed it, but it is QB1, Ethan Kalikmanis. we got to get it going. we got to get the chemistry going. we got to get those placement, the accuracy back on track. We've seen it happen, folks. We've seen them get it done. You saw the Wisconsin game with all the pressure and the lights. You've seen it in the beginning of the bowl game with all the pressure. You've seen it in different moments. Even in the Nebraska game, there were still lots of moments of positivity. The accuracy was on point in the Eastern Michigan game. So you had a rough one. You shake it off. You got to move it forward. Ethan Kalik, Menace, we got to see that. We got to see some improvements going. Uh, but overall, I think he'll do it. I think he'll answer the call, and we can start to breathe a little bit easier, stop the extremes like we talked about to open the show. But Ethan Kalik, Menace is definitely player number one. We need to step up in this next week. The next player, player number two, is in fact Brevin Spanford. Now, I have talked about his usage a lot on the show. I've talked about how they need to put him in better positions to get him going and get him thriving in the type of player he can be as far as a beast that can't be going up one-on-one with, a beast that can run through tackles in open space, a beast that can hurdle over folks, but you have to get him in the open space. But regardless, regardless of the usage, that he has to catch the ball. He has to secure the passes through contact, especially you can't bat the ball into the air. Now, two of the interceptions that have happened so far for Ethan, two of his three interceptions so far have been off of the hands of his tight end. One was a good throw. One was a bad throw. But regardless, Brevin has been credited with four drops, so he has to change that starting this week. He's got to get it in his hands. He's got to get it secured. we got to get our guy back on track. But also, hopefully, he can get used in more 
open situations as opposed to a curl route or a hook route where he's sitting there waiting, bra- bracing for contact. The ball hit him, hits him in the hands, but also then he is immediately smashed by defenders. Let's get him on some drags. Let's get him on some seam routes. Let's get him on some, some open routes to the field where he can continue to run and see himself in space, a la George Kittle, a la Dalton Kincaid, something like that to get him in his confidence back up, get him in the space to run over, jump over, go through defenders. I think that would go a long way, but Brevin Span 4, we got to kick it up a notch in this next one. And then finally, the third player is Aiden Gooseby. I like Gooseby. I like him as a player. I think he's a player who has been a head down, keep grinding mentality. Uh, he's gritty, but he's a player that rotates in on the defense for certain packages, and he had a very bad penalty in week two that kept the defense on the field for even longer. I think it was on a third down. I think it might have been on a sack, but there was a penalty on Gooseby that basically reset the entire drive. But you know what? They kept fighting and they kept going. You move on to the North Carolina matchup. He's been credited with three huge receptions against him for 139 yards and a touchdown versus North Carolina. And you slightly could say two touchdowns and more yards because that one where there was absolutely miscommunication, substitution errors in North Carolina moved the field and basically set it up down to the one yard line on a 50 yard pass. That kind of came on Gooseby with where he was supposed to be in that substitution. More on the coaches, but still some on the players as well. So overall, we got to, if, if you want to stay on the field, if you want to continue to rotate in, if you want to continue to find more opportunities, you have to be cleaner in those limited snaps that you're already getting. Otherwise, that opportunity may be gone quick. So Gooseby, we need him to take a step up continue to grow again another younger player but that's gonna do it for us here at locked on golden Gophers. now tomorrow again we're talking the three keys to victory and we're gonna dive into the nitty-gritty details of this northwestern week we'll do that and more tomorrow i can't wait to see you then row the boat sky Go gophers and as always don't forget to subscribe